welcome into episode 10 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Rapchak. I want to wish everyone a happy new year. 2023 was fantastic, and I can't wait to keep the Winnipeg Sports Talk content rolling into the upcoming year. This is episode 10, and if it's your first time checking out Winnipeg Jets Weekly, I usually recap the games from the week prior, handle some awards like the hardest working Jet and the three stars of the week, and preview the upcoming week for the Winnipeg Jets. It's been a blast of 10 episodes, and I can't wait to keep it going. The Jets just wrapped up December with a 10-1-2 record in the month. Impressive and atop the NHL's elite. They're beating some really good teams right now. Let's get into the games from the past week. The Winnipeg Jets started the week off in the loss column, a 2-1 overtime loss to the Chicago Blackhawks, and most notably Connor Bedard, who had two goals for the Blackhawks squad in this one. He's having a fantastic season. Both goals were incredibly impressive. The first one, he had three whacks in the crease, one of which he went between the legs. And then the overtime one, everyone has seen, goes the full length of the ice, does his patented toe-drag release, and beats Connor Hellebuck on the glove side to give Chicago the win. Another game where the Jets' power play cost them, as you can see right there they went over four Chicago did go over two so the penalty kill stepped up but the power play has to get going especially against a team like Chicago another thing to note is Gabriel Velarde and Cole Perfetti did not play the overtime period they played Vladislav Nemeskov, Alex Ifalo, Adam Lowry, Nikolai Ehlers, Mark Scheifele, Nino Niederreiter but no Gabriel Velarde or Cole Perfetti. Velarde was riding hot coming into this game with a five game goal streak that came to an end as the top line was held off the score sheet for the first time in a long time. It's weird the Jets are 10-1-2 in the month of December, but the three losses have come to the San Jose Sharks, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's just a weird, weird time in Winnipeg. They're beating really good teams, but losing to bad ones that they should beat, and this is definitely a game where they should have won, uh, but Chicago was the hungrier team. Connor Bedard scored some fantastic goals, and they ended up losing the game. The one goal for Winnipeg came from Morgan Barron and the fourth line, and I'll touch more on the fourth line later. They've been fantastic, but Barron, his sixth of the season, walked in and went five hole. It was nice, tied the game up, but as I said, the Jets ultimately lose this one. Coming out of the holiday break, you might have expected this game to have some rust, but both teams had a healthy pace to this game. Winnipeg did dominate at 5-on-5. Five five. As you can see, they had 38 shots on goal. They threw everything at Peter Morazic. He was up to the task, and Winnipeg's power play cost them yet again. But this game, the way Winnipeg played, it set up a home-and-home against the surging Minnesota Wild, one of the Jets' biggest rivals. First stop was at Canada Life Center on Saturday at 1 p.m. The Winnipeg Jets were able to get back into the win column with a convincing 4-2 win over the Minnesota Wild. This game was fast and physical, just like the game on New Year's Eve that I'm about to get into, but Nino Niederreiter was the hero. He scored two goals in this game, and he now has five goals in his last five games against the Minnesota Wild, dating back to his days with the Nashville Predators. He's a wild killer. He scores a ton of goals against them, and this game was no different. If you're with me on YouTube, you can see on the game graphic that the Jets once again went 0-4 on the power play. There was a clear emphasis of shooting the puck in this game on the man advantage. The Jets were just throwing every shot at the net, everything possible. Gabe Velarde missed a wide open tap in on the power play, just slid under his stick, which would have made that percentage look a little bit nicer, but still 0 for 4 is 0 for 4. But we know the Jets are dominant at 5 on 5, and they were able to continue that in this game. How have I gone this long without talking about Connor Hellebuck? 35 saves of 37 shots in this one. He shut the door in the third period, which I thought was Winnipeg's worst period the last 10 minutes. Uh, they really caved, and Connor Hellebuck was up to the task that he won them the game. 
and he's now back in the Vesna Trophy consideration. It's either him or Thatcher Demko from the Vancouver Canucks right now. He's one of the top finalists. His save percentage goals against average. His record is all back up there. He has been fantastic for the Winnipeg Jets, and nobody expected anything different, even with the slow start from him. I mentioned the fourth line against Chicago, and that did not change. Axel Janssen Fialbi chipped in, got Winnipeg their fourth goal of the game, an insurance marker at the time. That didn't change going into Sunday, but it's nice to see the Jets getting offensive production from all four lines up front. To start the third period, Mark andre Fleury was in net for the Minnesota Wild. Philip Gustafson actually left the game with a lower body injury, but this was Fleury's 999th appearance in the NHL, setting up his 1,000th at home on Sunday against the Winnipeg Jets. And Kirill Kaprizov, also with roughly five minutes left in the third period, left this one after a subtle cross-check to the hip from Brendan Dillon. He did not play Sunday either, and people were quick to jump and think that that Sunday game would be mayhem, but the two teams actually kept their emotions in check. I'll get into that more when we recap that game. But this was another impressive home win for Winnipeg. They've been unstoppable at home as of late. They beat Boston, they beat Colorado, they beat Detroit, and now they beat Minnesota in their first game out of the holiday break. Canada Life Center is becoming a tough place to play, and people are taking note. This game was the first sellout game of the season for Winnipeg. 15,225 fans filed into the matinee affair between these two rivals. It was nice to see the building packed. You'd love to see it. Big New Year's Eve weekend game. And the majority of the building went home happy as the Winnipeg Jets closed this one out 4-2. That brings us to the final game of the 2023 calendar year, which was Marc-Andre Fleury's 1,000th start in the NHL. This was a fast physical start. Lowry and Pat Maroon fought off the opening puck drop. Kind of settled the emotions of everyone given that Kaprizov and Gustafson were injured yesterday against Winnipeg. And Lowry, the captain, stepped up. And then the game was relatively clean from there forward. There were no majors, no fights, um, which was a pleasant surprise to fans. There was a hockey game to be won here. Both teams needed the two points, and Winnipeg ended up with that with a 3-2 win. Adam Lowry also opened the scoring with his 100th career goal, and it was the most Adam Lowry goal ever. A chaotic play in the crease off a rebound, and he jams it in. That gave the Jets their first goal of the game, which tied it at 1-1 at the time. And then the Jets' second goal of the game actually came on the power play. The power play contributed. It was the second unit. Vladislav Nemeskov with a beautiful shot over the left shoulder of Marc-Andre Fleury. And then Dominic Toninato with a delayed penalty, stayed on the ice, went to the crease, was jabbing away at a loose puck, and gave Winnipeg a 3-2 lead, and that ended up being the game-winning goal. Of course, Toninato also on the fourth line. That entire fourth line has scored this week. Barron. Axel Janssen Fialbi, and now Dominic Toninato in a huge spot, giving the Jets a big win over the Minnesota Wild on the road. Because Connor Hellebuck started on Saturday, he did not start on Sunday. Lauren Brassois got the start, and he was also fantastic, made a few big saves. Ryan Hartman beat him over the glove side earlier in the first period, and that goal was overturned. But outside of that, the goals weren't really his fault, and he made some big saves in the third period to close the game out. This gave the Winnipeg Jets their 10th win in the month of December. They are now 10-1-2 to close out the calendar year. And this gave them the best points percentage in the Western Conference heading into 2024. Like I said before, this was a fast physical game. Winnipeg kind of got pushed around in the first period, but turned it right back on the wild for periods two and three. And this was one of their more impressive wins of the month of December. The second night of a back-to-back -back against a team you played the night before that doesn't like you that much and is missing their star player and knows they're missing their star player because of you. 
and the Jets still found a way to win, came back down 2-1 in the third, ended up with a 3-2 win, another impressive win from Winnipeg in the month of December. Now it is time for the hardest working Jet and the three stars of the week, but before we do that, I'm going to remind everyone to hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you don't miss videos like this from Winnipeg Sports Talk in 2024 and in the future. Let's get into the awards. Starting with the hardest working Jet of the week, and that is Dominic Toninato. Funny enough, he wasn't even supposed to be in the lineup this week. David Gustafson apparently came down with an injury. He didn't play the three games. Dominic Toninato filled in on that fourth line that I've mentioned multiple times on the program, and he's been the hardest working Jet of the week, blocking tons of shots in on the forecheck. He's playing like a guy who doesn't want to lose his job when David Gustafson comes back, and he's earned it. He's been fantastic on that fourth line. The fourth line's been generating offense, suppressing chances against, and Dominic Toninato's been at the center of it all. Dominic Toninato, my hardest working Jet of the week. Now it is time for the three stars, but let me know who your hardest working Jet of the week is and who your top star might be for the Winnipeg Jets in the week that saw them go 2-0-1 against the Wild twice and the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's get into the three stars. My third star of the week is the captain, Adam Lowry. He had a huge goal, which was his 100th against the Minnesota Wild on Sunday, and he's the kind of player that is built for these games. He had the fight against Pat Maroon to settle everyone's emotions to start Sunday's game, and he's a big, physical player, likes to play in the corners. That whole third line dominated on the cycle in the first Minnesota game inside Canada Life Center, and his contributions to that cycle, to this lineup, and what he provides as a leader to this group can't go unnoticed when you play two games against the Minnesota Wild. That's what he did. He was fantastic, and he's my third star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. My second star of the week with a goal and two assists, Dominic Toninato, who's rolling at a point-per-game pace right now. And I will say, throughout the 10 episodes of Winnipeg Jets Weekly so far, no player has ever been on both the three stars and the hardest working Jet of the week. Hardest working Jet is supposed to be a bit of an unsung hero award, but Dominic Toninato was both an unsung hero and one of the stars of the week. He put up three points, the fourth line's chipping in, and he scored the biggest goal of the week, which was the game winner on the second night of the back-to-back -back against the Minnesota Wild. Dominic Toninato earning his stay in the lineup. He's my second star of the week. That brings us to the first star of the week. I'm staying in the bottom six with Nino Niederreiter. He had the two goals in the game Saturday against Minnesota, and he was a huge factor in the Jets' win on Sunday as well. Like I said with Lowry, that third line, that cycle is dominant. Nino's a huge part of that. He's one of the best players across the entire NHL along the wall, and he showed it against Minnesota, a game where you gotta play fast, you gotta play physical, and you gotta work them down low. All the cliches coaches love, but Nino Niederreiter's great at it, and he chipped in on the score sheet. He's now got 13 goals on the season, and his extension is looking better by the day. Nino Niederreiter is my first star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Now it is time to preview the Jets' upcoming schedule, but before we do that, I'm going to remind you again, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up, and while you're down there, let me know who your first star of the week is. The Jets have a pretty interesting upcoming schedule. After playing on the road in Minneapolis on Sunday, they'll return home for a Tuesday night battle against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We know they've won the Stanley Cups over the recent years. Their core hasn't changed. They've got Andre Vasilevsky in net. They've got Braden Point. They've got Nikita Kucherov. That's going to be a really fun game inside Canada Life Center. Then they head to 
California, where they will take on the San Jose Sharks and maybe look to get revenge after losing to them earlier in the month of December. Then they will play the Anaheim Ducks on the second night of the back-to-back. And then to wrap up the road trip, they will take on the Arizona Coyotes, who are in a playoff spot. They're in the wildcard race, and they're actually pushing the Central Division top three for a spot. They've been really good as of late. They beat Colorado in that weird game a couple days ago where Colorado was up 4 nothing, and Arizona scored five goals to beat them in overtime. Unbelievable game, unbelievable comeback. The Coyotes team is young, they're fun, and the Jets will look to beat them to close out the road trip. Then they'll return home to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Patrick Laine may or may not be playing. He's currently injured, but still a game Winnipeg should win. Columbus is not a very good team. They're an Eastern Conference team. They're near the bottom of that conference. A game Winnipeg should win, especially at home. Yeah, there's the excuse that they're coming off of a road trip and it's the first game home, but... This team has been better with that this year, not making excuses, coming up with solutions, which is Rick Bonus's favorite saying, so we'll see how that one plays out. But a weird upcoming schedule for the Jets, a few home games, and a three-game road trip mixed into the middle. That's going to wrap up episode 10 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Thank you to everyone who's checked out one of these first 10 episodes. It's been an absolute blast to put together, and I really do appreciate all the support. I see all the comments. You guys are very, very kind and have shown great support in this series, and I can't wait to keep it going. And that's also going to do it for me from 2023. Um, got brought on by Winnipeg Sports Talk in the year 2023. This has been a fantastic three months up until this point, and I can't wait to keep the content rolling into the playoffs, hopefully, if the Jets are able to maintain this pace and make the playoffs, but it looks like they're a lock for that. But thank you for all the support. It truly does not go unnoticed, and I can't wait for another great year at Winnipeg Sports Talk. Make sure you come back next week for episode 11 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. That will be the first episode where I'm breaking down four games, the games I outlined against Tampa Bay and the three-game road trip since they play Arizona on Sunday. I will have Winnipeg Jets Weekly episode 11 coming to you Monday morning. So stay tuned for that, and have a great week, everyone, and Happy New Year.